Welcome to the USU Career Studio podcast that helps you navigate your career path. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your friends and family all about it. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to get access to our newest content. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I am so excited to welcome alum Anna Figgins to the show. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. Anna, uh, we were just kind of laughing that uh, it was. we always seem to have some technical issues with the podcast every once in a while. Today happened to be one of those lucky days. Um, but I am convinced that whenever that happens, it means that we have something really important to talk about. And so all of the like forces combined against us, um, and it's a test to see <laughs> if we're going to stick with it. And we did. So here we are. I feel like we need to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'm super excited to chat with you today. You know, this month, we're really diving into the College of Science, and we're just trying to get some ideas. You know, as a student, there is so much pressure to figure out, you know, what is the next step? Once I graduate, you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Lots of pressure. And so mm-hmm. I'm super excited to, to hear more about your career journey um, and just talk about kind of the ins and outs of, of what you've learned in the science field. So with that, I'd love to turn the time over to you for a minute and, and give us kind of the background. How did you end up at Utah State University? Yeah, of course. Um, So I grew up here in Utah, um, and I actually didn't start at USU. I'm a transfer student. So I started at UVU, and at UVU, I started taking my generals, and one of those is biology. And my professor there was amazing. Very, um, he was just very personable and dove right into like, all the different types of um, fields of biology, which are many. And I don't think a lot of people know how many different um, fields there are within biology all the time. Um, But yeah, we touched on all of those. So I could kind of get a really good feel of like, oh, these are my interests. These aren't. And, but I really liked all of it, truthfully. Um, And he was an entomologist, so a bug scientist. And Everybody's dream job, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you hear people study bugs, and you're like, "Ooh, bugs!" <laughs> but I thought that was really interesting. And he went on; um, he would take his graduate students with him on trips to. Oh, wow. I can't remember what island. I think it was one near um, Australia somewhere. Oh wow! Um, oh, that's probably isn't I'm mixing things up anyway but they would go on trips and collect bugs bring them back and I thought that was really interesting and cool yeah um fast forward I um came back from serving a religious mission in Japan and a lot of my friends were going to BYU and I wanted to pursue um the medical field um I think a lot of the times too, like students in biology think that that's what you study biology for is the medical field. Yep. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not always the case. <laughs> um, and while I was at BYU, I, um, I was only there for a semester, but I took a class um, where medical professionals um, would come in each week and it was like a lecture series. And um Diff, so it was kind of introducing you to different, the different fields of um, 
a medicine and they would talk about their um, experience in medical school and um I can't remember what it's called but their postdoc like uh-huh. after medical school it's yep. not called a postdoc but <laughs> their postdoc <laughs> and um and there were only I think I, two or three women that came to speak to us about their experience and um I'm so glad they did because I will never forget this, but one of the women, after she was done, she asked her questions and she, when she was talking about her experience in medical school, it was like, it seemed very hard for her just because she was, she wanted to have a family and it was just, and doing that while she was in medical school was very difficult. Um, and I remember she asked her questions and one girl asked from the audience, if you could start all over, would you choose this route for your life again? And she straight up was like, no, I wouldn't. And I was like, oh "Oh my gosh, like (laughs) you're supposed to be like giving all the good news about this career path. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up was like, she was like, I would never do this again. Like I would, I want to go to medical school. And I was like, oh my gosh, like totally took a step back and was like, is this what I want to do? Plus it's so competitive. Plus it's such a long career path um, to just even get to the part where you're practicing that I just decided it wasn't for me, but I still liked biology. And so I was like, man, what do I do now? I started looking at um, researching in labs um, because uh, I was like, okay, so you can be a scientist. So maybe I should get some experience in the lab, but Again, it was really competitive at BYU to get into a lab to work with the professor. Plus, there wasn't most like there are not many professors there that um, do research, not like um, land grant schools, which used to be a land grant university. Um, and I had met my husband um, and we had gotten married around this time and he was at USU and he wanted to stay at USU because he was in the computer science program. (laughs) He was trying to convince me to go to USU and I just hadn't really looked into it and it was further away from home. And so I, I wasn't nervous about going further away from home at this point, but right after high school, I was, that's why I didn't start there. Um, but he convinced me. And when I looked into the biology program, I was like, oh, it's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and there are lots of labs. And I was like, okay, I'll try it out. Um, and so transferred there. This is my third school at this point. And <laughs> I'm glad to be back in a public school. <laughs> yeah. I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh and my first semester, I like I said, at USU, I'd taken my, or UVU, I had taken my first biology course. And um, so I had started in my, there's two general biology classes. And so I started at USU in my second biology course. And um, that's all the experience I had in biology at that point. And I, at BYU, I had learned that professors liked to have a student who had taken a lot of biology courses before they started working in the lab. And I thought that would be the case at USU, but I wanted to look into labs because I wanted to get a feel of like what experience I would need 
Um, cause that was my goal was to get into a lab to experience that yeah, and see if yeah. it was for me. Um, so I reached out to, um, my professor who was teaching my general biology course. And I went and met with him and asked him, look, I am interested in genetics. I'm interested in evolution. And I was wondering how I can get into a lab. (laughs) Please help. Yeah. He was (laughs) like, well, um, these are the professors who do research in these areas and, um, here are their emails and their names. And you could reach out to them and ask them if they need help or if they want a student in their lab. And so I did. And the first person who replied was Dr. Karen Kapine. And she uh, works with bees, um, mainly native bees, not honeybees. So like bumblebees, solitary bees. Um, Her graduate students go to Panama and work in Panama. Um, very cool. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Yeah, very cool. Um, and she said, Hey, come meet me at my office. Like, I'd like to meet you. And I was like, okay, she just wants to meet me. Then she'll, um, ask me for an interview and then I'll get an interview. You know, I was expecting this whole like production (laughs) (laughs) to get into this lab and I go and I meet her and she's like, tell me about yourself. Very chill. And, um, I was like, yeah, like, uh, I can give you my resume and I can't remember exactly. I just remember like, I was like, this is the first meeting and like, I need to make, I need to present myself well. And she was just like, okay, like we just talked, I just told her kind of about myself. And then she's like, do you want to see the lab? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. And so she took me down the hall to her lab (laughs) and, um, one of the graduate students was there and um, she was like, uh, Dr. Kapan was like, uh, why don't you like tell Anna what you study? And, um, she was like, I, I mean, all that went over my head, but she studied, <laughs> um, brains, bumblebee brains, which is way cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she's just like the coolest person. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Karen was like, yeah, so like, after I had like looked around and gone acquainted acquainted with some of the graduate students, Karen was like, um, do you, so what days do you think you could come in? And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Oh, wait, like, like you're going to let me join. And I had told her, like, I've only taken two general biology classes and I don't know anything, but she was like, don't worry, we'll teach you anything you need to know. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yep. And so, um, a lot of people think it so like, they say like, wow, you're so into bees and you've been working. I worked at the lab for three years and they're like, wow, you're so into bees. Like, how did you get into it? Like, did you love bees since you were a kid? And I'm like, no, it was just like happy circumstance. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Have you had a, like, is that your dream? Is your passion bees? I love that. (laughs) It is now. (laughs) Like I love them now. You know what's interesting? Yeah. And I'll interject for just like two seconds here, but I love, I actually really love that. And so many times I think there's a lot of myths about passion and careers. I've talked about this many times on the podcast, um, but I, but I totally agree with what you just said that I think so many times we end up doing a job by honestly, like 
happy happenstance, whatever you want to call it. And, and it, and as we put effort into something and we care about it, Mm -hmm. we develop an interest and passion sometimes. And so I think it's a really good, you know, it speaks to, to your ability to go out and try something new. Like you didn't have experience in research and you just said, Hey, I'm just going to go talk to somebody. Right. It started with a conversation, which then led to, Oh, Hey, actually we, I guess they had openings at the time. And and so you got to, you know, hop Mm -hmm. in and and try it out. So I I love that your story is really just about, you know, you kind of taking chances and and saying, I'm curious about this. And and I would love to hear more about that job. I I always go on tangents, but I would love to hear more about (laughs) that lab job. So please tell me, like, yeah, Again, for and, and picture like a, an 18 year old student is like, Anna, what did your research job look like? Tell me, tell yeah. me what that looked like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's good that you asked because I made a little list of the years and what I did. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, like I was saying, I started as an undergraduate researcher. So I wasn't paid. I just, gave myself to the lab (laughs) for whatever they needed. (laughs) And I was expecting to like, maybe I'll wash dishes, but they were very nice and they let me take care of their bees. And so I learned how to make, um, like pollen, their pollen logs. So we would mix pollen with sugar water and make (laughs) these like logs and we would feed them to the colonies (laughs) because they weren't allowed to go out and forage by themselves. They had to stay in the lab. Um, so little things like that, like making them food and water in their sugar water. Um, and I really want to read your resume and I feel like it would just be an interesting <laughs> resume to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it was fun though. I'm like, and then, um, so I was helping a PhD student take care of her colonies and then another PhD student started training me on dissecting abdomens and that was awesome freaking cool and so I had this tiny tiny little forceps and I had this tiny little scalpel and I make these little incisions to like open up its little abdomen and she um was taking pictures of the ovaries and a deforest gland um and a couple of and fat bodies um for her research um and so they so just kind of like basic tasks, learning how to, um, take care of and identify equipment that I would need. Um, so yeah, so that's what I did in the spring of, cause after I transferred and started there, um, and Dr. Kapheim, she suggested that I took what I was learning and I and make a poster and submit it to the undergraduate, undergraduate research symposiums. Um, the, they have a spring one at USU, um, where they usually hold it in the library or they hold it in the student center. Um, and what you do is you make a poster and then you submit it and they print it, they blow it up and they print a huge poster for you. And then you present your research to students who are walking by. Um, and you can also present your research. You can enter like a competition and present your research and win things <laughs> like best poster or best presentation and things like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so that was my first poster session that I did and it was scary, <laughs> but I, it was, it was really good to like learn how to, I ended up doing, I think 
four or five while I was at school um, through the years. Um, but that was my first one. And then in the summer, I was hired as a field technician. And so I started to get paid. Um, and I worked for an, one of the master's students. Um, she was doing a study with maternal effects in alfalfa leafcutter bees. And um, we would go out into an alfalfa field on it's really close to campus actually. Um, and we would observe the bees, um, the moms taking care of their babies um, in little tents that we had set up. And uh, it was really cool because I started in the lab, but then I got this whole other side of biology, which is field work. Um, and I think that can also be a misconception um, with research is that a lot of people think, research you're in a lab coat you're in the lab you're in a fume hood which is like where they store all the chemicals and you're just mixing chemicals together right and that's lab work <laughs> but there's this whole other side of biology which is the field work side um and I love both a lot so I love being in the lab but I also love field work and um and I thought it was really need to get exposed to both. And a lot of the times biology isn't just one or the other, it is both because you take um, a lot of, what's neat about field work is that your specimen that you're studying is in a natural setting. And then you can take that specimen back to the lab and then um, continue research in a lab, which is like a more closed setting and it's more controlled setting that your results are controlled in a way. <laughs> so super interesting. Huh? Yeah. Well, that that's helpful. And I think you bring up a really good point of like the different settings. Um, again, mm -hmm. we oftentimes have assumptions about what a career or or what a job looks like. And so yeah. I love that you're kind of breaking down like, oh yes, there is lab work, but also like you could be out in the fields doing work too. I, I think that's really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um yeah, a really interesting mm -hmm. insight. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Um yeah, like I was saying, I liked, and I like how my job specifically had both at different times of the year. Yeah. Summers were in the field, the rest of the year was in the lab. So yeah. um, in the fall, um, that's when I was hired as the lab manager. Um, and my roles were to take care of equipment, um, also to order and keep the lab supplied with chemicals and with equipment, with the funds that were given to us for like experiment. Um, and I had the wonderful job of reorganizing the lab because <laughs> it was, nice. <laughs> we, we moved labs in the biology department, got a new building, you know, in um, right by the student center and the hotel. Um, and so we were in an older building and got moved, our lab got moved into the new building. And so I helped to reorganize and um, we used a software called Quartzy to um, kind of, it would tell you kind of where things were located in the lab and then it would keep track of things that needed to be ordered. So, wow. um, that was kind of my role there as lab manager. But while I was doing that, I also 
was given the opportunity to start my own research as an undergraduate student. Um, and so I started a pilot study and um, my pilot study was on understanding the role of small non-coding RNA um, and their role in social behavior in bumblebee. And um, I, so through that, I started learning how to create protocols for my own experiment. And what a protocol is, is um, you, it's kind of like a, a list step-by-step step of how you're going to do an experiment. Um, and the crazy thing with science is that a lot of the times you think like, oh, I can just Google how to do something. But with science, you're kind of the person who no one's ever done it before. And you just have to figure out kind of by trial and error how to do things. And so I knew how to feed my colonies and take care of my colonies. But as part of my experiment, I needed to um, give my bees an injection <laughs> with the <a> needle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because what we were doing was um, in order to see how microRNA, which is the small non-coding RNA, how they interact with the genome, we needed to inject an antagomere, which is the opposite of the microRNA into the bee so that I could attach to the because what the microRNA usually does is it attaches to the RNA and knocks it out. So that RNA is no longer being coded into a protein. Um, but what our antagomere does is instead of the microRNA attaching to the RNA, this, this antagomere attaches to that microRNA and knocks it out before it can influence anything else. <laughs> um, so that was the goal. <laughs> And so I needed to figure out, okay, how am I going to inject these bees with, it was just a little tiny bit amount of solution. So it kind of looked like water, but it had the antagonist in it. Um, and so I was like, okay, how am I going to inject them? And then we're, and then we were looking to see, is it even working? Like, is it even attached, like connecting to the, microRNA and isn't even knocking it out. And if so, is that even affecting anything? And so I, <laughs> I had this whole period of like injecting bees in the abdomen with water because we wanted to see like if they could even survive that. <laughs> yeah. Anna, like, I have to stop you and yeah. say right now, I'm picturing you like with <laughs> tweezers holding a bee and injecting with the needle. Is this what it looked like? Yes. <laughs> There's this really cool trick though. If you um, put a bee in the fridge, it actually goes to sleep. Oh, I've heard this. Okay. Yeah, yes. Because um, think of like hibernation. Once the temperatures drop, um, animals, they go into diet or insects go into diapause, which is basically hibernation. Okay. Okay. That helps. And so if you put them in the fridge and you keep them kind of cold, like we keep them in little tubes on ice to keep them kind of chilly, then they would kind of get lethargic and they like, it's really cute. They like move all like slow and they're like all lethargic. And then we would like take little pins and we would pin them onto a Petri dish so that if they woke up, they wanted an escape. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Amazingly. I never got stung while I worked there, wow. but, um, yeah, there are lots of close calls. <laughs> 
Yeah, because we've had, like, I remember, like, in the husbandry room where we were taking care of the colonies, we would have, um, we would have to get into the colonies to pull out bees, um, and we would get escapees, <laughs> and then we'd have to, like, take a net and catch them and get them back into their colony. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, um, the water didn't kill them. They were able to survive injections, which was great. <laughs> yay. Yay. Um, yeah. And we were able to um, start injecting them with antagonier and it actually worked and it knocked down um, the microRNA. And then we found out that because of that knockdown that we were seeing a decrease in fat bodies in their abdomens. Um, but that knockdown only lasted a day after, um, we were injecting them, uh, because, and, um, and then, so like, if you were looking at a graph, the knock, it would knock down, it would not, you would see like a little dip where mm-hmm. on the first day where it would knock down and then kind of the levels would rise back up again. And you wouldn't, you, the influence kind of went away after that. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a really great like success for me to be like, okay, I finished that took about a year to like get those results. Yeah. Because I had to inject all the bees and then had to dissect them. And then I had to isolate their RNA and RNA is really, um, fragile. It can, it can, um, it can get, I don't, oh, I can't remember the word, but uh, yeah, it's really fragile. So, um, if you're not careful with like keeping it cold, it just kind of disintegrates. That's not the right word, but, um, I had to isolate the RNA out of these tissues. And I was telling you earlier about how I had to quit my job because I needed to do those RNA isolations. But, um, part of that is working with carcinogens, um, with chemicals that are carcinogens and, cause reproductive harm. And I would have to wear, um, a respirator mask like Darth Vader. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't want to do that. I'm confused, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was fine doing it before I was pregnant, but after I was pregnant, I was like this poor baby, like I don't want birth defects (laughs) and I don't want to become sterile. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. Anyway, that's probably my least favorite part of if there were any, I loved all of it, but that was scary to be like, yeah. And what was scary was it was a sweet smell. So like the chemical had a really sweet smell. And if you smelled a sweet smell, you had to like get the heck out of there because then the fume hood wasn't cycling it away properly. (laughs) So a little terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. Oh my gosh. What was I talking about? Oh, the RNA isolation. And then after that, um, doing um, quantitative polymerase chain reaction, qPCR. Um, and then we were able to uh, get the results. But yeah, taking all my samples of bees through that whole process, dissecting each one, yeah, it took about a year and a half, I want to mm-hmm. say. Um, but like so fulfilling, so fulfilling to like 
these are my results and I needed, okay. And I'm saying all these things and you're like, wow, this girl is so smart. But I, my hand was held the entire time by my <laughs> professor, by Dr. Kaufheim and by all my graduate students <laughs> alongside me. So <laughs> it wasn't like, um, I did not come up with all these things by myself and I had a lot of help and I, and science is like that. It is not an independent thing. It is a lot of collaboration, even as like, um, a PhD researcher or as a professor, um, if you look at science papers, like there are lists of names on top of these papers and it's because science is very collaborative. And I think that's very important as like if you're going to go into biology in any kind of research position that um, you need to be able to work independently, but also be able to collaborate with those around you. And I think that is very true in a lot of jobs, but um, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Man. Oh, so interesting, Anna. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I feel like I've learned a lot about bees and biology and (laughs) 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 that's awesome. It's so cool. I still like, I'm like, oh my gosh, all that stuff happened to me. And just kind of in awe of like, I was able to do that. And that was my life in school. So cool. I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. So cool. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. 